I am Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. DreamWorks is here with a terrific new animated feature in the theaters for the summertime for families. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. It's in theaters June 30th. Joining me, Academy Award-nominated director Kirk D'Amico and producer Kelly cooney Salella. Kelly and Kirk, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Awesome, thanks. Hi, thanks for having us. It's so good to see the both of you. I enjoyed this movie. There's so much about this movie that I think families are going to love and animation fans are going to love. Kirk, let me start with you. The last time we spoke was just about two years ago for Viva, which was a big hit for Netflix and Sony. And how honestly have the last two years been for you going back to your teenage years and going under the sea here with Ruby Gilman? Teenage years, yes. Um, well, I was very lucky that um, Kelly, my uh, my producer, uh, gave me a call afterwards and, and told me about this project. And it really hit on the things that really were so exciting, which was, you know, A, to be able to do something that was set in a teen sort of environment, a John Hughes sort of, you know, high school comedy or Easy A, Booksmart, we love them all. Um, but then marrying that with the great big epic world building adventure that I think DreamWorks is got such a, a power for uh, really was the animation style and the effects that we could bring to bring to the table. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed both of those. Yeah, the scope of it is really cool. And honestly, Kelly, what for you stands out about this generation of teens and what you wanted to infuse from this generation of teens into the character of Ruby Gilman? Yeah, I think we really wanted Ruby to feel like she could be a teen of today. And I think, you know, a big part of that is her music, cho you know, the music choices in the movie. We have a really great contemporary soundtrack paired with this really fun dream pop score by Stephanie Ikonomu. And um, that's one element. I think her clothing, the high schoolers that she is friends with, they all very they're dressed the way kids are dressed today and they're on their phones. And so we really wanted to infuse it with that really contemporary sensibility. And we wanted Ruby to be a character that teens today could relate to and connect with and see themselves in. Junior in high school, uh, the prom is on her mind. A boy is on her mind. She's got a group of friends. I like the fact that she has this group of friends. A lot of these movies, it's about trying to find that group of friends. She's got that. She's got that foundation with her. And also the foundation, Kirk, of family, which is so important. I love the look of the family, the way the arms and the legs move. I feel like character design, maybe in any nomination for the character design, because the way all that works, I think is really good. Yeah, we were really excited. I mean, it was probably the most pushed animation we found like at DreamWorks that we've had of that squash and stretch that really could, it was organic to obviously the story as they are cephalopod derived uh, creatures. Um, but they, uh, what was really fun also was giving the opportunity of telling their story through each one that mom, Agatha, who is the most uh, on the book about being a human is the most upright and bright way she carries herself. Dad is a little more loose. And the boy, Sam, played by Blue Chapman, is, you know, still just a boy. He's got a lot of energy. So he's bouncing around. He's probably not behaving the way he should be at school. He's bouncing out of his chair. And then you got Ruby, who as a teenager has this arc where she's going from a girl who is hiding in her hoodie, who's just, you know, a little scared of who she is, not showing the world who she is, to the very end of this being, you know, a 300 foot tall beacon, glowing beacon of hope and light for everyone to, uh, you know, find their, their inner power. 
the visuals are amazing with with the uh, the height and and the strength of of when we get them to be so giant. They are so giant at specific key points during the movie. And with the family aspect, you also have an uncle character. You have Grandmama, who's voiced by Jane Fonda, an absolute icon. Kelly, what does this family theme mean to you, and and how does it speak to you? Because it it shines over the course of the film. Yeah, it was really important to us to tell this sort of multi-generational story, you know, from, you know, grandmama to mom to Ruby, that the choices that our parents make don't have to define the choices that we make and that it's up to us to sort of carve our own path. And it it all started with Agatha when she left the ocean, she took her family to land. You know, we don't get too much into the backstory of it about why she left, but we sort of indicate that she didn't want to follow in her mother's footsteps of being a queen and being part of having to defend the ocean. She wanted to have a safer life for her daughter and didn't want her daughter to be pulled into that only to find that destiny came calling and she got pulled back into it anyway. And that Ruby now has to make the choice for herself about what she's going to do about that call. Is she going to answer the call and become the next protector of the ocean? Or is she going to stay small and safe on land? And I think, you know, that's a metaphor for choices we all have to make in life. You know, sometimes we have to take a big risk. We have to do the thing that we're scared to do in order to protect our families, to protect ourselves, to protect the people we love. Some very important dialogue in the movie from uh, Toni Collette. I thought she was fantastic as, as the mother in this. So in the movie and in a lot of the marketing so far, we have Chelsea, who's a uh, a redheaded mermaid who will remind a lot of people of a certain other redheaded mermaid. And Kirk, really, I found the story a lot of it to be sort of a reverse Little Mermaid. How far did you really want to push that aspect of this film? Well, I think the, that's, a, that's a great point because I think what we were hoping for is that in the tradition of DreamWorks films of of, of subverting the tr- the trope, you know, the if it's the 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 the, the ogre with the heart of gold or a chubby, uh, you know, uh, panda, galt, kung fu warrior, and this was a chance for us to take a kraken who has been, you know, besmirched. The entire its entire life, it's been the victim of a terrible PR crisis for, for for centuries, and we wanted to turn the tables on that. So starting on that was really—is it more about finding a, you know a different side of a mermaid, which could be conceived as a or perceived as a, a siren story, more of a going back to uh, you know where they were the sinkers of ships and where the krakens were actually the protectors? Because as I said, we couldn't find any place where any krakens ever had a good good stand never had it i never had a good moment in the light so we were like wanted to give something to to uh you know and felt like this girl finding out that she's this 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 could be this what is she thought was a stereotype and that she has to prove the world wrong and that they've been living in the shadows because grandma doesn't trust people and her mom really doesn't trust and ruby takes the ultimate stand to show the world that she really you know from just fitting into belonging that she's no longer going to hide who she is amongst her friends and amongst her family and in her town and so she stands proudly and brave and 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 you know as tall as she can be and shows the world what krakens really is so i think that that was where the the heart of it lied and then the the fun of the other side, as you're saying, with a mermaid uh, playing off of that. And we had Annie Murphy playing uh, Chelsea. Uh, you really it was just she just brought so much every every time we recorded. She just brought so much to the role. Ruby wants to see what's down there as opposed to what's up above. And there's other little aspects. And Kelly, with 
the Mouse House releasing a live-action new version of The Little Mermaid at this time, and this movie coming on the heels of that. From a marketing perspective as a producer, this is a really interesting time to put out this movie. Thanks. Yeah, I'd love to say that it was all part of my master plan. But uh, as you know, our animated movies take, you know, three plus years to make. And when we first started on this adventure, we could never have predicted what we would be coming out um, against. And so it just was one of those happy coincidences, I would say. And uh, I think our marketing campaign has done a really good job. So yeah, quite a time with with this Little Mermaid for sure, and and as sort of a follow up to that, uh, Kirk, when uh, Christopher Nolan announced that he was making a new movie for Universal, he basically said for Oppenheimer, no movie can open in the twenty days before and the twenty days after Oppenheimer, and your movie, Ruby Gilman, is basically opening 21, 22 days before that in terms of films at Universal. So how does it feel? And and when the release date, when you were having conversations about the release release date, did uh, the Oppenheimer block come up in conversation with Universal? You're amazing. I mean, no. <laughs> I know. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, no, you, you had to open on June 30th for a reason, and it's all because of Christopher Nolan. Wow. Wow. That's uh, fascinating. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a great, I'm sure it's a big competition. You know, obviously, we're, we're competing for the same audience. So, uh, you know. Yes. Yes, the three-hour yeah. epic drama that is Oppenheimer and the 90... You can watch Ruby the, twice in the length that Oppenheimer is. Or th yeah, three times, I think. It's only 82 minutes if you don't stay for the credits. So, <laughs> you know, you can... After the second time, you can walk out before the credits or even start. I'd be happy with that. Just buy two <laughs> tickets. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That is really cool. That's a good bit of trivia. For, I never knew that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so obviously we were not told this. <laughs> Well, that's it's what cool. it was. It's a big summer for Universal for sure. With Abba Iber, yeah. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, it's out June 30th. I've got uh, Kirk Tobiko and Kelly Cody Salella here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Kelly, one of the other big themes I, I enjoyed and got out of this movie is the theme of loyalty and trust. How do those themes speak to you and, and how did they really come through in the production of this movie? You know, one of the big mistakes that Agatha makes is not being 100% truthful with her daughter up front. And I think she regrets it to a certain extent. But I think we can all sort of relate to Agatha in that moment, in that, you know, in order to protect your kids, you sometimes make mistakes, you know, and that's okay. And that ultimately, the truth is going to prevail and it's going to bring them closer in the end. And that's, yeah. to me, is what's so powerful in the third act when ruby reunites her mom and her grandmother and brings the family back together that was always sort of that was the the where we wanted to get to right because we were trying to tell this multi-generational female empowerment story you wanted to see the women in the family come back together in that way that makes sense and and grandmama is such a strong character they're all such strong characters Kirk, I like with the visuals, the casino lights when we go underwater, the Vegas type lights. Yeah, but Raymond, we wanted to make the Kraken Kingdom. That was sort of the idea was that, you know, we've seen great portrayals of the under the ocean and other CG animated films and also live action. But there was never something we wanted to give the Kraken Kingdom like this was, you know, the deepest of deep of the ocean that only you were we were taking to a place that, you know, only Krakens could live. It was even be, beyond fish uh, could not survive this. So it was like trying to give it some sort of a. Uh, 
style and some sort of really make it epic and but also give it the scale that a kraken a 300 you know foot tall kraken um felt comfortable and aspirational for ruby that it wasn't a it was a it was a castle it was a palace a place where she would want to live you know so there there was a draw because we didn't want it the story was about does a teenage girl want to take on this legacy or go back to high school so both sides had to have their certain pull and their certain draw and that's really been as kelly was saying this was an opportunity and i was so excited after you know making a mother-daughter story which is rare but also making the first you know titular female lead in a dreamworks film after 40 films wow. that ruby is the first female title lead um you know really giving her a moment and she isn't in the movie because of someone else she is because of the movie um so we really feel that that's the that was what was important to us it's about time yes female lead fine in a, in a dreamworks movie in the title that's awesome how close were you to getting Liam Neeson to do a voice cameo of release the Kraken in this movie? Uh, yeah, I know it would have been fantastic. Maybe oh, we have to, that's gotta be saved. We need that one. Yes. I, for Ruby Gilman, adult Kraken. I want to ask the two of you before we go, your, your vision of that. And maybe Liam Neeson is involved in that. Well, first she has to get to read Ruby Gilman college Kraken. That's mm. the, yeah. first it's college. She's going to school. We're very protective parents. We're sending her to call. We're just, we're, we're making it. That's what our goal, but we know Agatha would, would want her to go. So she's going to head to college. Nice. The wheels turning Kelly or the wheels turning for, for ideas. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Good. Well, I think families are really going to enjoy this. DreamWorks fans are going to enjoy this. Ruby Gilman, teenage Kraken in theaters, June 30th, Kirk D'Amico, Kelly Cooney Salilla, thank you so much for being here today on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Have a great rest of your summer. This is going to be a big hit. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com. Don't forget to read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A.